Hi there, guys. It's R.C. Murphy with episode two for Professional Bitching. Um, I really like that title name. That, that's going to make me giggle for a while. So today, a little off topic, um, not covering any shows or anything. Well, kind of. I'm kind of covering shows. What I'm going to cover today is uh, mental detoxing. It's something that I feel more people really need to do, especially people who work in isolation or have a high stress job. They need some way to calm down, to come off of a really stressful work project or work week in general. And one of the ways I do it, since I work more or less... 12 to 14 hour days here at home writing and reviewing and all that stuff not to mention the podcast and advertising books and it's ridiculous it's a lot of work and I do it by myself with a dog under my feet there's no one else here no one to talk to no one to interact with except for the people through the computer and those have more often than not been incredibly stressful so I found ways to keep myself happy and I'm going to share them because I can't be the only happy person in the planet. It'll kill me. One of the things I found that I enjoy a lot is watching something incredibly different from what I normally watch. Uh, a lot of my review shows, even the ones I do personally, tend to be very graphic and violent. And there is everything from rape to dismemberment. It's not exactly that relaxing to watch the shows that I review. So I watch a lot of, I watch a lot of Travel Channel, actually. It's a little ridiculous, but I found it's actually kind of comforting. Um, there's a newer show called Expedition Unknown. I don't know if anyone else watches this thing, but it's hysterical. The host is wonderful. He always has really good energy about him. And they go to some of the most gorgeous locations. And even if the story they're following turns out to be complete bunk, he still manages to find a way, and in the way that they edit the show, to make something exciting happen. And even if it is simply enjoying the views that they explore. A lot of the other stuff I watch tends to be like Mysteries at the Museum or Mysteries at the Castle. Or... Um, Deadly Possessions and what's that other show that um, Zach does? I cannot remember, but the Ghost Hunters or something like that. Whatever. No, that's the sci-fi show. I don't remember right now. I didn't write it down in my notes. But stuff like that tends to refill the tank a lot faster because I've always been really interested in history and these shows all explore in some way even if it's recent history like deadly possessions the last episode had a, a segment where they had one of um, charles manson's tvs from his prison cell in and it was supposed to be um cursed or something like that i mean the idea itself seems to be ludicrous if you don't believe in that type of stuff however it's the history itself. Oh, there was another one that's really good about history. Yep, it just flew out my head. Dead Files. Dead Files is also really good because it's isolated history. It's history about a house, a family, a city. And it 
just drops all these nuggets of things you can use in the back of your head and eventually your brain vomits those back up especially if you're a writer like I am and you may go you know I remember this from somewhere may not remember exactly where but it'll fit in this book at this spot not may not be exactly in the format that it was presented on the show however you tweak things and you drop it in your book and you go this is brilliant I would have never thought of this on my own and that's exactly why I do what I do when I detox and watch television is just it's something to refill the tank and let it set and eventually I'll use the information if not hey I gotta lay down in color while I watch television Ooh. That's such a bad evening. Uh, I do the same thing for reading and writing. I haven't been reading a lot lately. Uh, It's really... It still feels like work to me. So when I have been picking up books, I've been picking up something that for me is easier to read, something a little happier. I am absolutely infatuated with Alethea Contis's books I can't uh, the woodcutter series sorry I had to go stare at the book for a second her woodcutter series is amazing and it's all fairy tales and it's stuff that you again recognize a little bit but it's so much more I also picked up um I cannot remember the name of the book right now but it's just something that's not what I write and read normally and it helps it really does help um i've been trying to do more for fun writing and it's not working i know eventually i'll get back to it but i spend like i said 14 hours a day at the computer so sometimes writing isn't as fun i did find that swapping from writing on the computer all the time to sharing that computer that writing time with physical writing handwriting makes it makes writing a book not feel like work as much because I can I don't have a laptop right now so I can work from wherever I am and it makes it easier to relax I can go outside and write for a little bit if I want to not that I want to on some days because it's really hot where I live the other thing I do a lot uh is find hobbies and I am I am the most horrible hobby collector. I have craft stuff all over my house because I never just picked one to perfect. I just kept picking up different things here and there and inevitably I ended up with a whole craft store in my house and not really the skill to utilize everything I've gathered. So don't be me. You need to pick for... and. There are different types of hobbies. For independent hobbies, you want to pick something that is a new skill for you. Something that you know you can accomplish. I taught myself everything, by the way. So, something you know you can accomplish. It's a new skill or it's a previous skill that you want to hone a little bit more. Like, uh, finger dexterity. Um, Beating and stuff is really good for that. But... It also, um, it also make your hands tired. So if you're a writer like I am, you have to compromise your time. How much time at the keyboard, how much time spent using your hands. That's why I actually prefer things like embroidery. It's not as hard on your hands. Then I also encourage 
everyone to have a social hobby. My social hobby is Renaissance fairs. It can be incredibly frustrating if there are things that happen and you can't control them or you're forced to control them and you don't normally have to. That's what happened to me over the last weekend. And I pretty much threw up my hands and walked away for a little bit. But what these social hobbies need above all is you need to have even if it's one person but you need to have safe people in that environment and it's someone that you can laugh and relax and they can hear anything about you and not judge you if you can find a group of people like that and make a little weird family it's awesome it's great it keeps you connected when your work isolates you it gives you something to look forward to now i will warn you that doing things that tend to be high stress even when you don't want to may not be the best for anyone struggling with really bad anxiety issues i um had a few moments over the weekend where I couldn't cope and I had to go sit. I had to go put myself in time out more or less. And it, it wasn't a healthy weekend at all for me. I, as much as I love my hobby, when it becomes work, I step back. And it became work on Friday before the event even happened. So, you know, I, I already understood that I had to take a step back. And that's fine because I took that step back and I went into my tent and I wrote. I had my notebook with me, so I was still doing something to keep myself in check, to still detox my brain, but it wasn't the thing I was actually there for. You know, any port in a storm, if you keep all of your hobbies within arm's reach, it makes you a little more balanced, in a way. You may seem completely antisocial and somewhat of a bitch, but you know what? I I deal with things as I can. The last thing I really would advise, especially for people who have a sedentary life, is yoga, meditation, stuff like that. Just the idea of focusing on your breathing for five minutes and nothing else is incredibly liberating. There's nothing around you. No worries, no concerns. It's just you and the air. Uh, I, I I actually started doing a lot of meditation lately because of various stresses, and it's been helping. I mean, I, it's not a cure-all, but the meditation helps. The yoga helps even more because my body's broken, and uh, I can tell that I haven't been doing it lately, and I'm a little mad at myself because I'm incredibly sore after a week, and that I should have been done being sore two days ago. So... um and there are things that yoga can do if you want to go the spiritual route I don't I just like the idea that I'm focusing on my body only my body I'm focusing on my breathing only my breathing and I can block out everything else it's this nice brick wall around my brain for a while that lets me just deal with my body and not everything else I uh I don't know how to convey to you guys that this stuff is important, that you need to take you time. I've watched countless people completely burn out. And when they do that, it's not just them that's affected. It's everyone that's around them. 
of each person is essentially a nuclear device and when pushed to the brink they will expel explode there is always fallout always fallout when you watch a friend explode like that and lose control and they snap everyone's affected in some way or another either you lose that friend or they argue with you or and upset you or they upset their family and you're trying to help keep them calm or they hurt someone they hurt themselves i would really like to stress the fact that you guys need to take time to detox yourselves take an hour at the end of the day to watch a silly show in color or you know step outside for an hour and doodle in a notebook or write in a notebook do something for yourself for even an hour a day it'll make you so much happier and when i say for yourself i mean literally there's no other concern if you have a child and you're a single parent you know save up your pennies and get a babysitter for a couple hours do something nice for yourself don't be trapped victimizing yourself because you're stuck in the work home chore kid spouse cycle even if that's not your particular cycle stop and look at your day you're gonna see that cycle and you're gonna hate yourself i saw a similar cycle in my life you know covering a 15 year span of my life that i blogged about on my blog blogged about on my blog yeah i'm intelligent right now that i blogged about um earlier in the week and it was something that I knew I was dealing with but when I finally stepped back to take my detox time and it hit me that this is what I've been doing to myself for 15 years and I'm incredibly incredibly unhappy because of it I put the brakes on I went I need to figure out a way to fix this it's not going to be an overnight fix it never will be an overnight fix for any of us but something's got to give and I would rather it be whatever is upsetting you instead of you i'm doing this not so much for me i know how more or less how to keep my shit together now and it's been a very very long struggle but i'm so concerned about everyone i see around me that is having these huge just (sighs) can't deal moments and i'm i'm so concerned that i will lose someone else and I don't know if I can do that again. So here I am throwing out the life preserver and begging you guys to save yourselves. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Don't wait for someone else to go, here's a hobby. Pick one up and do it for yourself. I will see you guys next week. Next week, we're going to be discussing mansplainers, my favorite subject, because I want to punch them all in the throat. So it'll be a fun, fun day. Have a good week, guys. I'll catch you on the flip side.